0: Effort to bring diversity with respect around the theme of COVID vaccines, we have produced this collage of voices from local people in the community. Maria Esther Pena, a local resident born in Mexico, is well known in the community for always speaking her mind. We sat outside on her sunny balcony and chatted about COVID vaccines. I Eso está bonito. Le paso el micrófono a María Esther para que nos cuente, pues, ¿qué piensa ella acerca de las vacunas de COVID-19 que ahora la ciudad de Boulder y el condado en general están tratando de promover que la gente se ponga esta vacuna? ¿Cómo estás el día de hoy, María Esther? Es un placer tener la oportunidad de entrevistarte. A ver.
1: Pues, este, mucho gusto de verte, Rosa. No tenía tiempo de que no nos veíamos. Así es. Ay. Ya yeah. tenía mucho tiempo que no nos veíamos desde la entrevista en el radio. Qué bueno que te animaste a venirme a ver. Y
0: pues mira, respecto a la, a la vacuna del COVID. Peña says that she knows of a lot of people who do not accept the vaccine because they do not know the long term effects. Yo no sé. Algunos dicen que
1: no está probado suficientemente, que porque tal vez a corto plazo sí lo está. Pero a veces las vacunas tienen efectos a largo plazo, años después. Y eso no, es, no ha dado tiempo de, de verse, pues. Entonces muchísima gente desconfía. Estaba viendo precisamente anoche que dice que el 50% de los franceses no acepta la vacuna. Y que parece ser que en Asia sí la están aceptando al 100%. Pero en Occidente tenemos desconfianza, sinceramente. Yo soy una de ellas. She explains
0: that she rarely goes to the clinic because Peña does not use Western medicine. When she came from Mexico, she came with her bag of natural medicines and she continues to consult her natural books.
1: Yo, cuando vine de Mexico a este país, traje una bolsa de hierbas. Siempre les he dicho son hierbas medicinales. Y cada vez que voy, traigo hierbas. Tengo mis libros sobre naturismo, bastantes libros. Tengo como unos seis libros. Entonces, me siento mal, pues consulto mis libros y algunas cosas, pues yo ya sé como, ¿qué hierbas tomar?
0: Peña says that many Latino people that she knows get cured with herbs and more importantly, with diet. Lisbeth Natalia Mendoza, MD, and COVID-19 Immunization Campaign Cultural Broker, for the Equity Coordination of Boulder County Public Health, says that her organization has to bring forward science and evidence and that the decision of taking or not taking the vaccine is up to the patient. Now, I have to share with you that I had the opportunity to interview a Latina older lady, beautiful lady that I know. She openly said to me that she's not going to get the vaccine because she doesn't trust in, in the medical system here, and that she's going to continue using her natural medicine. And I mentioning this to you because I know that here in Boulder, not only um, the Latinx community or the, um, the Black community or the Indigenous community or the Asian community are always using natural medicine, also the white population here in Boulder are pretty much Into natural medicine. So, what are your thoughts, finally, about this?
2: We we understand, um, you know, people have different ways of thinking, of understanding the way they take their healthcare. And again, my job or our job in this, in our uh, style of medicine, put it that way, is to again bring the science, the evidence that backs up uh, the safety and the importance for the public health worldwide. We're seeing it now. the um, immunization. You know, everybody has their own way of approaching their own health care, and it's okay. You know, the, we and again, we use science and um, evidence, and that's where we are coming from. And all we can do is really bring it in and show it. The best way we know, that that's what we know. And that will be a decision, finally, of, of the user or the patients. Do you think
0: these decisions that people are making about taking or not taking, suddenly it will... Start becoming like a bigger divider in our communities.
2: I don't know if it's a, a divide, but it is a difference. Some people will have immunity, and some people will not. Um, some people will have more resistance to developing uh, severe disease and all the complications, and some people will not. Uh, so, but that you know is is something that you know has existed for a long time. This is not new. There's a lot of people who do not get vaccinated because they don't want to. But there's also the group of people who do not get vaccinated because they can't. They really can't. They have a reason of, be, to not have it. Um, and the, the, uh, the, the group of the people who are protected and, you know, you know they are immunized uh, are the ones you know, who are helping protect the rest of the people. And that, and that is is Okay. I mean, it's okay. I mean, if it's what we heard about the uh, herd immunity, that's what it is about. So if we can reach a certain amount of people who are um, resistant or they're um, protected and can stop the spread of um, huge amounts of um, diseases, (laughs) then this group is gonna be able to protect the other people. And that's okay. I mean, there there is room for, hopefully for everybody, but at this point, that's what we want to get more people participating of this because we want to reach that point where the ones who are immunized might be able to protect the ones that are not for choice or because they they don't have any other choice, actually. (laughs) You know, it's unfortunate, but it is what it is.
0: Mendoza says that some people will have immunity and some people will not. And it is something that has existed for a long time. The group of people that become immune are there to protect those who cannot get vaccinated or do not want to get vaccinated.
2: So, yeah, that's that's the idea. The divide has been there for a long time. We know that. Um, And it's kind of sad. I mean, in a way it's sad, but it's also understandable. You know, everybody thinks differently. It's part of diversity. It's part of tolerance as well. And, you know, accepting that not everybody thinks the same way. But that's what we want to reach. A point where there's enough people that can help us uh, control the situation in the world, not just in our community. Because this is not a personal thing. That's the other thing that I want to point out. I think it's very important to understand it's not a personal thing it's not just protecting me is by getting immunized you're protecting you you're protecting the people who are around you you're protecting your community and finally we're protecting the whole world and then we can finally start going back to you know the new normal <laughs> where we are a new normal we, we don't have to be using masks all the time and we can gather and we can do a life similar to what we had before pandemic happened. So I mean, the the more the people join that effort, uh, you know, the sooner we're going to be out of this together. So it has to be a team effort. And yeah, some people may not want to participate. That's all right. But we want to uh, have as many people participate of it. That would be so great. The
0: divide (laughs) has been there for a long time. It is part of diversity and tolerance on the way to reach the desired herd immunity. KGNU's Brigitte Mars, spoke about how vaccines have been politicized and censored. What is it that you think it is extremely important for our listeners to know, coming from you, a herbalist that really concentrates and analyzes and studies how nature can cure us? What is urgent for us to understand at this moment in time when it seems like issues are getting politicized and they're not allowing us the censorship, you know, politicized and also censorship.
3: Well, thank you, Rosana, for your wonderful question. And it really is dividing people. It's almost like we have a silent enemy and it really is dividing people, even within families. So again, I wanna say, I hope you all get the shot. That's an interesting word. Do you wanna get shot? Not. I'm Personally, I don't really wanna get shot, but um, in any case, I think that we really need to be paying attention to our immunity every day, all the time, because it's not just the the virus. It's, you know, it's cancer and diabetes and heart disease and strokes and uh, so many things. And not to mention the toxic mess that our environment is in, which is probably, you know, we probably do need to reset. So I'm going to say that we really need to be eating as healthfully as possible colorful fresh fruits and vegetables. A really great thing I uh, recommend is eating things like sweet potatoes or baked winter squash with raw garlic on it. You know, when Dr. Albert Schweitzer was in Africa and he didn't have you know penicillin or antibiotics he used garlic and so garlic is a bronchodilator. Um, we know that this disorder can create a lot of mucus and phlegm so maybe this is a good time not to eat a lot of dairy products maybe this is a time to get off your allergens and your addictions you know if you're eating foods that are making you sick all the time what are you doing like wake up it, it's showtime right now you don't have time for this so eating all the different colors of the rainbow. You know, blueberries, green kale, um, uh, purple cabbage. Um, We know that there's many foods that are really good for our lungs and breaking up congestion, things like garlic, onions, cayenne pepper, ginger. These can be great allies. They can be added to our food. I think that diffusing essential oils in the home and workplace can be a good thing, like eucalyptus or um, oregano or even lavender or fur, because when you inhale, um, you know, because we're all inhaling microorganisms all the time and hey if you are not washing your mask every day you are carrying around a germ bag and that is stupid and I'm really sick of seeing uh, masks on the ground that people are dropping and you know pictures of like you know little birds with them around their neck and all that so um, you know get yourself a natural fiber mask that's not polyester um, and, you know, preferably a natural fiber like hemp or cotton um, and then put essential oils on it and wash it every day. Stop creating so much toxic waste. Um, the hand sanitizer thing, you know, if you use that, I have to say I, um, I really rely on things that are more natural, like aloe vera and uh, essential oils. But to be honest, I just wash my hands with uh, natural soap that has antimicrobial um, oils in it because when you use hand sanitizer all the time, you can create antibiotic resistant strains of bacteria. So I am going to um, embrace life. I'm going to diffuse those essential oils. I'm gonna pray every day because I know that we're all gonna die and I want my slate to be clean so that when it is my time to leave this planet, I can do it with grace and ease and not have fear that I'm leaving this body because I've done my best the whole time. And, um, you know, I know there's this whole thing about like protect the elderly, protect the elderly. Well, I'm an elderly, and I feel that by getting exposure, I'm building my immunity. Um, You know, who knows? I could be totally wrong, but I do know that science has given us uh, DDT and mercury fillings and fluoride in our water. Um, and you know, a couple hundred years ago, it was like you know putting leeches uh, to like you know draw out blood. So again, you know, sh- we don't always know the long-term side effects till a long time later. And you know, a lot of you who've been in Boulder a long time remember the. Wonderful work of the Nature Path Reverend Hannah Kroger. Um, she spoke out about vaccinations a long time ago, and she was actually told, you know, like you're practicing medicine without a license and you have to stop. So she went and started a church. But her feelings were that, you know, a lot of these immunizations to stop or prevent uh, childhood diseases like chickenpox, measles, mumps, which can actually be very cleansing to get to get these illnesses you get sick to get well. You actually can build immunity and build strength by going through an illness and taking care of yourself. Um, It seems to be part of life. So, but she, Hannah Kroger felt that a lot of the chemicals in the vaccines were contributing to autoimmune disorders later on, like Epstein-Barr or fibromyalgia. You know, I guess the jury's still out. We'll find out, but I'm not gonna be first in line to find out. And I really value health. I value this planet. I value my community. And that's why I agreed to speak today. And I really applaud uh, you, Rosana, for inviting me and KG and you for having the bravery because um, this reminds me a little bit of, you know, The that you know years ago, like from the 1400s to the 1700s, uh, people who were practitioners of natural medicine were considered, uh, you know, witches. They were often herbalists and midwives, but they were also seen in being in competition with the the medical role model of the time. Not to mention that women weren't allowed to go to medical school or be taught to read. So I, I am a voice for the past, the present, and the future and I'm just saying, you know learn to take care of yourself, learn to uh, honor your health every day. you know exercise, breathe that fresh air, don't mess around with things that are going to make you sick and uh, be in a state of mind because fear is probably one of the things that really compromises our immunity. One of the other things.
0: Thank you so much, Brigitte Mars, for speaking with me today. Peace and blessings. Thank you. For KGNU and the Community Foundation of Boulder County, I am Rosana Longo.